Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the PH Nutrition Podcast. My name is Luke. I'm one of the coaches here at PH and today I am joined by Liam, the man himself. Liam, how are you doing? I'm very good, buddy. Very good. I'm looking forward to a research review with my main man, Luke. Big fan of these. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. And you have spoiled it. Today we are doing a research review, guys. Another one of these. Me and Liam diving into a paper and just shining some light on things. And so the paper that we're doing today, it's a bit of an old one. It was originally kind of published back in 2015, um, but it was published online last year. So one of those that kind of comes back to the fore is by uh, Schoenfield and then uh, Alan Aragon even. And it's called How Much Protein Can the Body Use in a Single Meal for Muscle Building? Implications for Daily Protein Distribution. So all about that kind of classic bro science i guess almost where people are like oh no you can only absorb so much protein in one sitting this is a review article that dives into kind of exactly that looks at studies that have been gone before and hopes to kind of shine light on how much protein can you use in one sitting is there a kind of golden number is it worth going in for big feeds little feeds that's kind of what we're going to talk about today and what they're going to look at so the, the paper, as I said, it's a review paper, so it looks across a ton of studies. The objectives of this paper were to review the literature to determine an upper anabolic threshold for per meal protein intake. So hopefully after this, you get an idea of, okay, what is kind of the upper limit of where you're going to maximize muscle protein synthesis per meal? Not per day, because we kind of know those those anyway. Mm-hmm. Something that we've talked about before, kind of per day protein intake to maximize muscle protein synthesis. You want it to be at least 1.6 grams and even uh, that's 1.6 grams per kilo uh, body mass per day. And it wants to be kind of even up to kind of 2.2. And I know there's been some even higher higher amounts of protein studied in the literature as well. But that kind of 1.6 grams per kilo per day versus to 2.2 grams per kilo per day is kind of where we're going to be sitting and here we're going to be thinking about that kind of per meal amount so uh, first kind of study that they looked at was an interesting one where they dived into um, basically they gave people 80 grams of whey protein and they gave people either that in eight lots of 10 grams four lots of 20 grams or two lots of 40 grams and they looked at okay 
what are the markers of muscle photosynthesis across this day? And that kind of initial first study found that there was muscle protein synthesis was highest in those who consumed four servings of 20 grams of protein. So that kind of already agrees with what we kind of know about protein feeds that you kind of want that kind of bit in the middle you don't necessarily want little and often you don't necessarily want large and not often you want that kind of middle ground which is kind of what we cite a lot of the time anyway and the only kind of potential problem with this study was it was 80 grams and another potential problem as well was that it was whey protein as well so liam uh let's touch on that kind of like 80 grams first of all obviously 80 grams of protein is not a huge amount across the day so what are your thoughts on that no exactly that like it depends on the the size of the participant as well so if we're looking at grams per kilo per body weight you know if you've got people that are you know 55 60 60 kilos go up to 90 kilos then the amount of protein that they're ingesting is going to be wildly different compared to their body weight so you know for me that that's something that 80 grams is relatively low for anybody because even if you're relatively light it's still going to be just over a gram, you know, uh, per kilo of body weight. So, you know, this, this is something that they, you know, this research review highlighted that over that 12 hour study period, uh, it's, it's far below, you know, the amount necessary to maximize muscle protein balance, you know, in, in, in trained athletes. So again, that was something that we, you know, maybe have impacted the results as well. I don't know if there's any studies, buddy, on if there's another one on there to be like, what happened if there was four gram, four servings of forty grams and four servings mm-hmm. of twenty grams? Do you know of anything mm-hmm. like of that? I I don't know if there was any in this kind of study, but it's a great uh, point of just like, okay, let's take it up and let's look at yeah the same kind of frequency but increasing the amounts per serving as well and looking at the difference between them i think what the kind of common theme that you sort of see across these is with the the larger kind of doses they tend to show no further benefit if that makes sense so you tend to kind of find almost like the minimum effective dose i guess of these at each feed which is always fascinating so i just i'm assuming that if that was the case where they did kind of like four servings of 40 or the which what was the other idea that you gave there four servings of 40 versus or f- four servings of 20 which was or four servings is, of 20 yeah yeah which is probably where a lot of this that study is often cited and we, we this is where maybe this muscle kind of full concept of you only need 20 to 25 grams has kind of come from um yeah but like you say way kind of digressing away from that like we're going back to what you asked like about the whey protein Again, it's it's a fast-acting protein, isn't it? And this study only got the participants to consume whey protein. That was it. It wasn't with anything else. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a key thing that we need to to talk about, that whey is fast-acting, but actually sometimes, most of the time, we consume other sources of protein or whey protein with other foods, and that has a massive effect on absorption rate and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that, that kind of the guys dived into in this study as well, was looking at kind of the rate at which the protein is absorbed by the body and how much impact that might have as mm-hmm. well. And, and the kind of theory behind that ultimately is if it takes kind of a little bit longer for that protein to be digested and absorbed, then you can probably absorb more over that kind of longer period of time. And that might be more beneficial. And that's kind of led to this question of, okay, is it more than 20 to 25 grams that we can take on um and there was one study within here that looked at 40 to or 70 grams of beef protein 
as part of a yeah. mixed meal. And there's kind of two things that we need to flag there. First of all, obviously different type of protein, which means that it's going to be a different kind of absorption rate. And then it's a different scenario as well in that it's in a mixed meal. So you're getting some carbs and some fats and some veg in there as well, which as we know, the body does not just automatically sift protein, carbs, and fats and digest them separately. It's digesting these kind of all at once. We're absorbing it all at once, which is going to change the rate at which that protein is going to be absorbed into your body as well. Uh, Liam, I don't know if you, you managed to catch that study uh, and saw that one, but what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's the more practical study, isn't it? You know, I don't know anyone that just consumes 20 grams of whey protein four times a day and that's it. And then, you know, the other things are just, we don't, let's say we don't separate macronutrients. They're often consumed in, in conjunction with each other. You know, again, the the good thing about this is that the results showed that the higher protein intake promoted a greater, you know, anabolic response. Uh, But this is a key thing that we want to, why we're talking about the protein distribution and protein per meal is that. It was attributed to greater attenuation of protein breakdown. So, again, we've got to understand that muscle building is, you know, increasing uh, protein intake, but also prevention of, of muscle protein breakdown. And maybe that, like, say, this the delay in absorption of the protein, so the utilization of a higher amount across a, a, an extended period of time, is a more practical way to look at things. And actually, this resulted in better, you know, in in, in, in a kind of better results in terms of you know uh, the the participants improving you know their uh their protein synthesis so i think that was a, i think that's definitely something that we wouldn't need to kind of uh you know to get get people to take home with to be like look it's, it, this is a more practical way to kind of look at things yeah. up 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 around that 40 grams you know for me yeah and i think it's it's kind of good that you can sort of translate that to real life as well and yeah. you don't have to just eat fast or slow digesting proteins you can use each depending on the scenario which is why whey protein is so popular post-workout and it's one of those where post-workout having 20 to 25 grams of whey protein is probably going to be super beneficial in your meals away from that you can probably push it up a little bit higher if you need to as well i'm going to put the if you need to there as well because the 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 main thing that we always think about when we're thinking about protein is overall daily intake overall daily intake of protein is going to be more kind of important than the individual amounts and the timings if your overall daily intake is not necessarily there then work on getting that there first and it'll probably help to do that by spacing out in the way that we're kind of talking out a little talking about a little here as well but as you say like thinking about kind of looking at these conclusions that they've drawn from some of these studies the numbers that were sort of thrown out were uh, 0.4 grams of protein per kilo body weight per meal kind of being the golden place to be yeah, but that being said, that is kind of a, a almost a, a generalization across different types of protein as well, right? So yeah. if you're having more fast acting after a tr- workout, could probably be a little bit less. It's going to be no harm if it is kind of that 0.4. But if you're a particularly large human being, let's go 100 kilos so that the maths is nice and easy. Getting <laughs> 40 grams of protein in straight after a workout almost, it's going to be pretty hard to do. So if you're getting 30 grams of whey protein in after you're probably still going to be fine, even though it's at that 0.3 as opposed to 0.4 sort of thing, because it's that kind of fast absorbing, fast acting protein there as well. Whereas for the meals later on, it's easier then to get that bigger amount of protein in when you're sat down and you're having a meal as well. Yeah, definitely. So it's nice to kind of translate it to real life. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely like the take home that 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 is definitely a really good kind of setup you don't want to be chugging 
40, 50 grams of whey protein after you. There's no need to do that. I think that's a, yeah. that's a key takeaway, isn't it? There's no need, there's no requirement to do that. And maybe that's where a lot of the the misunderstanding has come from. Yeah. You know, like 20 to 25 grams is probably a good amount. Like say if you're a large human being, maybe a bit more, but most of the time it's that. But again, the practicality is away from it. And it actually, when we're eating foods, like you say, you can push that up. Now, interestingly, one of the studies that they, they uh, cited in here was the difference, what, you know, when you're, when you're doing resistance training or the difference that training can make, um, I think it was McNaughton, you know, they, they did a really cool study where they, they trained men and two separate trials um, where they gave them whey protein afterwards. And um, after a total body resistance training bout, uh, they found that, uh, so they gave them 20 grams and, and 40 grams and that they need, so the researchers found that they needed more, they needed more protein due to the, you know, the demand, uh, that the, the training had placed on the body. So, you know, 20 grams didn't meet the, 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 you know, the protein requirement. So again, you're looking at, you know, there's probably somewhere in between because there was another study, I think, uh, where is it more showed that it did the 20 and 40 grams, but only with leg extension. And that they showed that there was no difference, but again, that was only a single, you know, not a single muscle a muscle group so if we're looking at doing like crossfit or you're looking at you doing full body strength training you know at a higher intensity then you know maybe taking 20 grams is maybe a little bit too too low and then you maybe don't need to push it up like you said to 25 30 grams but it's just in, this is talking about that mm-hmm. post-workout period isn't it luke and i think that's when we when we're looking at we're, we're kind of isolating this but when we extrapolate it out yeah. we need to maybe like say pushing it pushing it up a little Definitely. bit more yeah so that's that was really that was something look yeah. just to be aware that there's lots of other factors at play guys in this isn't there like it's not just a yeah. cut and dry black and white this is what you need um there's, yeah. there's a little bit but the good news is that that you can be quite broad almost you don't have to be super dialed in with every single feed as long as you're kind of hitting within these these numbers across the full day and, and you're being relatively flexible with it as well which is nice like you don't yeah hundred percent and yeah and also pro the, yeah. the, we're just talking about muscle building aren't we luke in this this is just for protein synthesis this is just for you know uh for, for this type of thing but we know that protein does so many other things in the body so again if you're only just touching it for muscle building then you you know there's other factors such as detoxification for enzyme production for gut health for neurotransmitted production there's so many things that protein does that we need you know it doesn't just get excreted out you know and it's not its only job to build muscle so it will be used for other functions in the body so if you're not eating enough i think this is probably where we want to give the you know listeners a a key take if you're not eating enough then yeah protein synthesis may be impaired recovery may be impaired progress in terms of getting stronger and building muscle will be be slower but also you might find that other areas you know uh need a little bit you know kind of more focus as well such as immune function digestion detoxification these types of things so definitely worth getting on to those yeah per meal definitely. Higher no, i would agree i would agree ace uh liam i think that was quite a, a simple one i'm not sure there's really kind of too much more that we need to really take away from that one it was quite a simple one that just kind of confirms what we sort of already know um, about protein distribution across the day really so just as a summary real quick uh, yeah 
hit your overall daily protein target. And that target wants to be anywhere between kind of 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilo body weight per day. Higher is tends to be better, especially I would say um, if you're looking for recomposition or if you're looking to to lose some fat mass as well for a ton of reasons. Obviously, this kind of satiety um, yeah. that protein satiates us. So that impact when you're looking to lose a bit of fat and you're in a deficit as well, higher intake can massively help there, even if we just sort of forget about the muscle protein synthesis side of things. But when you're in a deficit too, muscle protein breakdown is likely going to be a little bit larger. So going to that higher intake again, almost kind of covers it. So 1.6 to 2.2, try and get up to that kind of higher intake. It's probably going to be beneficial for most people. Uh, and then per meal, as we say, kind of the, the, the rule of thumb is probably three to five servings across the day that are probably going to be around and about sort of 0.4 grams per kilo body mass per meal when you're looking at those protein sources. And that's why kind of like three to five, if you're a smaller individual and your kind of overall daily target is not as high, then you can probably get it in in three. Doesn't mean you have to get it in in free. You can probably add in some shakes and that kind of stuff. Look at that. But bigger people yeah. that are having bigger overall daily targets. I mean, even if we just do the maths and say 1.6 to 2.2 divided by four, that's going to be around about that kind of 0.4 to 0.55 grams per kilo per meal as well. And there's not necessarily going to be any huge danger in going above that. But that is probably where you might want to have five feeds and, and one of those being a protein shake, one of those kind of fast absorption that might be a little bit lower dose than the others and thinking about where is going to be easiest to get more in, thinking about, you know, is it a mixed meal and is it going to be beneficial there as well? Yeah, that would be my kind of key summary, key takeaways. Any more to add to that, Liam? Yeah, spot Love no, stuff. Mate, absolutely spot on. Spot on fantastic that was nice and easy then nice and painless guys thank you very much for listening liam thank you very much for joining me and um, we'll be diving into another research review very soon for sure uh, in the meantime guys if ever you come across a study that you want us to dive into feel free to send it over to us on instagram or email it over to us and we will be sure to dive into it um, yeah it's been an absolute pleasure we'll see you in the next one 